What is going on, Cultivate family? I hope you're all having a good week so far, wherever you are when you're listening to this. I've just had a small fight with my five-year-old dog to get her to settle before recording this because she's been doing absolute zoomies up and down the stairs. So fingers crossed she chills out for a little bit. So a bit of an update for you on my bestie, Christopher Walken. For those of you who that means absolutely nothing to, Christopher Walken is my new boot that I have to wear for the next two months because I fractured my ankle a week ago. And I'm trying very hard not to make it my whole personality, but it is a focal point right now, I won't lie to you. I definitely felt really down about the injury when I recorded the podcast last week, but the reframe since then has just been focusing on what I can do and not on what I can't do. And I can do a bunch of stuff regarding my training. Yes, it's frustrating not being able to visit the gym without getting a ride with my girlfriend, but I can still do a bunch of stuff and my training is completely reprogrammed now and I've enjoyed sinking my teeth into it this week. Some new movements, some new challenges. It's been fun. I've also been absolutely rinsing my unlimited cinema pass, which is a new thing for me this year. And Odeon opened up not so far from me and the unlimited pass was like 15 quid a month. And I've really been able to fall in love with going to watch movies again. And I have obviously become obsessed with Letterboxd. So please add me on there because I want more friends and I want more movie recommendations, especially while I'm not able to walk a lot and move my body at the moment due to Christopher Walken. Today also marks my three-week anniversary of starting testosterone. Now, not a lot has changed at all, apart from the fact that I am just really, really fucking hungry. I just want to eat all the time. And I've actually written a Substack article on this this week because for someone that has recovered from an eating disorder, feeling different feelings of hunger and feeling my hunger cues in different ways is actually really hard for me to navigate. And I know I'm not the only one. So I'll link that substack in the show notes if you are a person that is struggling with your newfound hunger on testosterone, because there's a few tips that will probably help. Today, we're going to be talking about imperfect action, which is about taking quick and small and sometimes really messy actions and doing them consistently over time, even though they're not perfect. The actual phrase when I looked it up, because I didn't know, was coined by the 33rd president of the US, which I had no idea about. He was called Harry Truman. And I definitely double checked before I hit record because I was just curious and he was not a massive Tory. So that counts for something, right? Anyways, we use imperfect action a lot when it comes to our training and our nutrition. But it's also been a big thing for me this year in business and with doing things like this podcast. Because for so long, I wanted to launch this podcast and for it to be the absolute perfect thing when what I really needed was just to start. And here we are at the end of the year, 24 weeks in and 24 episodes in. And they are not all perfect episodes, but I have really, really enjoyed the process. And I hope you lot have enjoyed listening to them. There is a big myth that we've kind of got to execute everything perfectly or not at all. And the problem is that when we tell ourselves we have to do everything perfectly, it leads to us being overwhelmed. It leads to us being burnt out. We put way too much pressure on ourselves. And then sometimes it just leads us to stop doing things completely because we can't do them perfectly. 
Now, imperfect action is the act of just saying, hey, like this isn't perfect, but I still showed up and did something for myself and that's cool and I'm going to run with it. So it offers a far more sustainable and realistic approach to achieving our goals that doing things perfectly all of the time does not. And for me, it's really about starting out exactly where you are with what you have available to you at that moment, which is exactly the way that every human that signs up to Fuzz Culture Club starts. So what I want you to get out of today's episode is how to meet yourself at where you're at right now to decide what that starting point is for you to take action and then to keep taking imperfect action no matter what trips you up in the process. Before we get into chatting about this a bit more in depth, I just wanted to mention to you that I have three more coaching slots left to start working with me either at the end of this month or the start of January 2024. So if you're wanting to build a body that you feel amazing in and need some help to do that, I would love to be that person. And I'll have a quick 15 minute chat with you, let you know if I can help. And you can see if Fast Culture Club might be a good fit for you for 2024. I'll put the link to the little form in the show notes. Tell me a little bit about yourself and I'll get back to you. Super easy, never any pressure to sign up. Anyways, let's talk about imperfect action. When I was planning this episode, something I realized midway is that living in the world as your imperfect self can feel really, really uncomfortable because a lot of the times we don't feel like we are our best self every day and showing up regardless of that takes a lot of guts, it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of resilience, especially with societal pressures to be this perfectly depicted version of ourselves all the time, especially on social media. And the one thing a lot of us I'm sure can relate to is existing in public pre-transition. It doesn't feel great and we don't feel like ourselves because maybe we aren't yet. The version of ourselves that we are at that point, the pre-transition version, doesn't feel like our complete selves on the outside. And so showing up publicly, feeling incomplete, is really uncomfortable. But then the question that I asked is, do we deserve to be able to exist in public pre-transition? Absolutely fucking yes. It doesn't feel perfect. And it can be frustrating that people aren't viewing us in the way that we maybe want them to. But we should still get to exist and move through the world in exactly the way that we want to. I think a lot of the times, as people, we don't feel complete or perfect. But we can still move that needle a little bit closer every day. And that might be every day we get a bit closer to our gender-affirming care. Or that might be just showing up every day and doing one tiny thing that will add up over time to get us closer to that big thing that we really want. And when I coach a lot of people in the run up to like top surgery or to a competition or something that has quite a definitive end point, it can be really hard to sit with the tough days, the uncomfortable days, but we definitely have to learn how to ride those out as best as we can because not every single thing is going to be perfectly executed all of the time. We can think about all the things that we can do to ease gender dysphoria, and they aren't perfect actions or perfect solutions, but they will help over time. For example, going to the gym and training 
to release endorphins, to give you some control over your body, to feel a bit of bodily autonomy when otherwise you might not. And then I was thinking about those of us that are neurodiverse and life feels chaotic for us so much of the time. So for us, establishing a baseline of tasks to do can actually be really handy. A baseline of actions because we know the bare minimum we can do when we don't have loads of spoons. And often it can be really hard to finish something imperfectly as a neurodiverse person. And what I see in myself and the people that I coach is a lot of the time we want that all or nothing mindset. We want to do everything perfect or nothing at all. But thinking about it objectively, only aspiring to do everything perfect is not going to get us closer to where we need to be. If we think about when we did like exams at school, like GCSEs, there's a reason that the pass marks are on a spectrum because not everyone can be expected to get 100% over those kind of conditions, those very specific exam conditions. But you still have a way of passing and getting the qualification even if you're not perfect. That's imperfect action in a sense, I guess. So let's talk about how we can fully lean into and embrace imperfect action. The first thing I want us to chat about is meeting ourselves where we're at. When someone signs up to start working with me, we have a chat about where they're at right now and where they want to be, whether that's with their nutrition, their food relationship, their relationship with their body, or just their training. Now, for most of us, we don't immediately go from being a person that doesn't move their body at all to being a person who moves their body every day and is jacked as fuck from not being able to do a full pull-up to doing a pull-up a week later. There has to be a journey and we've got to do something to start that journey. So for some of us, that might be joining a gym. It might be getting a coach or some workout programming. It might be adding in some different daily habits or trying to get rid of habits that don't serve you anymore. And where most people trip up at the beginning is trying to do it all at once and jump from zero to 100. And then what happens is we get down on ourselves where we can't hit that 100 straight out the gate when we can't get that first pull up after going to the gym for a week. And this is where imperfect action comes in. We can break down that stuff into manageable small steps that progress over time, starting where you're at right now and just making a go at it but not forcing ourselves to execute those small steps perfectly. It could be that you're someone that already goes to the gym a bit, but you've not quite nailed down your consistency. Or it could be that you're someone that wants to work out, has a little bit of gym knowledge, but doesn't know how they actually build their workouts to get them to where they want to be. Breaking that down into manageable small steps is the process, and then executing those small steps even if they're not perfect, consistently is the goal here. So figuring out where you're at right now with your goals and getting real with yourself of what's a realistic starting point is so, so important. Meet yourself where you're at. Then the next point is going to be taking action regardless. So we've got our plan. We've got our small steps. Now it's time to execute. We might be going to the gym a few times a week adding in a few more healthy choices with food, getting sleep on time. We might have a list of daily or weekly habits that we want to tick off. And this is what everyone in Fuzz Culture Club will be armed with. 
They'll know how many workouts they're aiming to do in a week. They'll know what habits that they would like to tick off as they go. But what happens when it all goes to shit? If we leave our sessions too late in the week and we've got Saturday and a Sunday to do three workouts, do one or two. If you forget to do your food shop on a Sunday, do it on a Wednesday. It still counts. You're still going to buy food. If we mess up our schedule and we only have a window of 30 minutes to work out, maybe we just do 20 to 30 minutes and leave it at that. If we have a really mentally tough week and we just do not have it in us to train, we just listen to our body and then we crack on the week after when we feel ready to go back to it. When it feels like it's all going to shit, remind yourself that it doesn't have to if you don't let it. There's always something that you can do and sometimes that something isn't always clear, but when we take a second to actually think about it, there is always something, like with my ankle fracture this week. It would be really easy to say, well, I'm not going to train for two months, but when I actually sit down and think about it, it's only my ankle that's fractured. The rest of me works fine, so I'll just work with that for now, and that isn't perfect, but it means I can still keep going. The most important part of taking action regardless is we don't panic, we don't quit, and we don't say fuck it. We just carry on as best as we can, because that is literally all that matters. If we can just move that needle a tiny bit, no matter how slow that is, we're still continuing to show up for ourselves and take action. And it doesn't matter how small those steps are at any point, you're still doing it. I think the last thing on this point is just that it is near impossible to feel motivated and hyped on your journey every day. So putting that pressure on ourselves to feel that way and then punishing ourselves when we don't is once again just trying to demand perfection of ourselves, which isn't sustainable. I think I'd actually argue that it isn't always possible. I don't think I can really even think about a time when I've done something completely perfectly. It's not really a thing when we really think about it. And there's a lot of people out there, really high performance people that will promote executing everything perfectly. But the chances are they have failed so many times at that point and the failures are what's allowed them to execute at such a high level. The imperfect action has got them to where they're at right now. I don't think we need to demand perfection of ourselves because what does that even mean anyway? What does that give us? Which leads me on to the final point of imperfect action, which is range targets versus streaks. So with everyone that I coach, a lot of what I do is set them ranges to allow them a baseline and an optimal range for everything they do. So it's not black and white. There's a lot of room for flexibility. And as you know by now, I am all about a flexible approach to everything. So maybe they have a baseline of one to two workouts but three is the optimal amount that they might hit in a week. Maybe their baseline is aiming for two portions of vegetables a day, but their optimal is four to five. And that means on any given day, they will hit their baseline. And that means they're still doing great and working towards their goals, even if it's not perfect. And in turn, that allows them to not be so hard on themselves. I'm a big fan of range targets. Now, a lot of health apps and habit trackers and smartwatches, when it comes to movement and nutrition, they have streaks. But honestly, maintaining a streak is just so unimportant. When we think about it, would you rather have a three-month streak of a habit 
and nine months of nothing? Or would you rather have 12 months of showing up more than you didn't? If you worked out for three months straight and built up X amount of muscle, if you then did nothing for nine months, that's not going to be there anymore. Whereas if you showed up once a week for 12 months instead of every day for just three, you're really going to make a difference to yourself. So I want you to think about what your baseline habits are when it comes to your goals and what your optimal habits are. And it's going to be so different for everyone based on your lifestyle, your work, your job, your family. It doesn't just apply to health and fitness and well-being it can literally apply to work and hobbies as well and especially for all of us that are self-employed or in charge of our own schedules having a baseline and an optimal can be really helpful i know what my baseline is and what my optimal is each week with first culture club so it means no matter what i will always hit that baseline anything after that is a really really nice bonus for me, with working out, it might be that three to four sessions is my baseline, but five sessions is my optimal. But for someone with a really busy job and kids, it might be that a 20-minute workout three times a week is their baseline, and a 30-minute workout four times a week is their optimal. Everyone's range targets is going to be different. So if you do take anything from this today, think about what a range target might be for you to get you closer to where you want to be, and let's sack off the streaks and maintaining the streaks. Let's normalize having a day where we don't do something that we wanted to because it just doesn't always work out and that's okay. So before I leave you today, I just want to finish up with a few final thoughts on imperfect action. I think that showing up, even when you don't want to, isn't easy to begin with, but I think it does massively get easier because you get used to asking yourself to show up when you don't want to. You also get way more tuned in and self-aware to what you and your body needs, so you know when to rest. Doing something imperfectly at first, for a lot of us, can feel almost pointless. But doing it over time and seeing the small wins that come from it can fuel you to keep being imperfect. And the last thing that I wanted to share was that I think it's so cool to embrace acting on your inspiration messily because who knows where you could end up. I remember the day that I stopped singing and started shouting in my band and I didn't know I could scream or shout in that way. And that led me to be in a band that toured all over the world for years. And that was just acting on some silly inspiration and trying something. And it wasn't perfect at first, and it was messy. But it ended up sending me to some pretty cool places. If you're a creative person, we can put so much pressure on ourselves for everything that we make to always be perfect, for everything that we put out in the world to be perfect. But sometimes the things that resonate the most with people when it comes to something creative are often those messy little ideas that come at the randomest of times and that you just action them, act on them and put them out in the world really quickly. So a little bit of food for thought there. I really do think acting on your inspiration messily is such a cool way of embracing imperfect action. Anyways, it's the end of the year, it's the holidays. I hope that you're all having some downtime, if that's what you're wanting. 
I know that there's a lot of us that struggle at this time of year, so I just want to send a load of love and solidarity to all of you. But let's use this time to just chill and do something nice for ourselves. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast this year, I would absolutely love for you to leave a rating because that really helps other people find the podcast. So before you close the app or hit pause on what you're listening to, if you could subscribe, leave a rating and a review, that would absolutely make my year. So hope you enjoy the holidays, whatever you're doing, and I'll speak to you all next week. Take it easy, Cultivate family. I'm out.